Well, I actually think a, a kind of a refocusing on expository preaching aligns well in a culture that has found the answers that Christians give too shallow and too trite. In other words, you know, here's five ways to have a happy marriage and three ways to raise obedient pets. It just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't meet the questions, the concerns of the cultural moment. When instead, when we come in, and I use the term, you know, that uh, when we come behind the sacred desk, right? When we come behind the sacred desk and we open up the Bible and we say to them, we're gonna explain some scriptures that are 2,000 years old that may be mysterious to you in a world that actually is asking for rootedness. It's actually asking for authority. It's actually asking for clarity. Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast, episode 241. I'm your host, Mike Neglia. The guest that we have on the show this week is, I think, one of the best people around who can explain to us the, the cultural moment that we are actually in and why verse by verse expository preaching might be particularly useful in the age and stage and era that we find ourselves in. Uh, Dr. Ed Stetzer is a professor and dean at Wheaton College, where he also serves as the director of the Billy Graham Center. Uh, he's planted, he has revitalized churches, and he's trained pastors and church planters on six continents. This guy has earned two master's degree, earned two doctorates, and has written hundreds of articles and a dozen books. He's also the regional director of the Luzanne North American Movement. Anyway, pretty smart dude. <laughs> Very dialed into missiology and all that kind of stuff. During our most recent Expositors Collective training event, which took place in Costa Mesa earlier this year over in California, uh, Dr. Stetzer happened to be in town on the second day. So he stopped by for part of Saturday to hang out with us, to listen in on some of the teaching, and then to share some encouraging thoughts with those of us who were attending. He got a 10-minute slot, and guys, he used that 10 minutes incredibly well. I'm going to play the recording of this like short, encouraging message, um, but before I do, this is, of course, the perfect time to remind you that our next two-day training event is taking place pretty soon in Boise, Idaho on October 14th and 15th. It's an interactive learning experience. There's going to be talks from the front, and there's also going to be group work led in small groups by experienced practitioners who want to help you grow in your personal study and public proclamation of God's word. It really is something that I think you should go to or that you should send the younger, newer Bible teachers in your churches or in your ministries. We would love to see women's ministry directors, kids workers, youth pastors, college leaders. There's room for all of us and we want to help you grow. And so you could find more information at expositorscollective.com. Registration is only 59 bucks. We've been told that we're charging way too little for this kind of stuff. And so maybe the next one will cost more. So this is your last chance to get it at this cheap discounted rate of a mere 59 bucks. Okay, here's Noah Beamer to invite you to his hometown of Boise 
And then after that, we're going to hear from Ed Stetzer himself. Hello, everyone. This is Noah Beamer, one of the pastors here at Calvary Boise. Uh, I want to invite you to come out to the next Expositors Collective training event that we are going to be hosting on October 14th and 15th. I got to attend one of these last fall in Colorado Springs, and I thought, man, I'd really like to see this happen in Idaho. And now here we are, and I get to invite you to it. Um, The training event goes from Friday to Saturday. It's an interactive learning experience with teachings from the front, panel discussions, and lots to take part in with group work and coaching with great concrete tips to help you grow in your understanding and personal study and sharing of God's word. So Boise, Idaho is absolutely gorgeous in the fall with lots to do and plenty to explore outdoors. So I really hope you can come join us this October for the next Expositors Collective. Donna, my wife, said to me, you know, uh, and super, Donna's like a, just a super encourager. And she said, you know, I, I've, I've, I feel like I don't really know the Bible well, even though I've been in church. Uh, I was her pastor, you know, with you for probably 15 years, uh, partly because I was primarily driven by uh, topical, which I'm, I'm not against, there's time and place for that. But I think the best diet is a diet of verse by verse exposition over time. And so um, part of it was, I think, my preaching as her pastor um, and so it led to a shift in my thinking that caused me to explore uh, more deeply why expository preaching might be the normative. So there are three reasons that I want to give you today. Uh, knowing that I'm probably speaking to the convinced, you're literally at the Expositors Collective. Um, so, you know, so please forgive me, but this is, I'll just do three things. First is the, number one is the nature of biblical inerrancy. So as I grew to understand how the Bible was inspired and inerrant, and how that gets down to words and clauses and phrases and constructs, like, like, uh, like even the way things, you know, chiastic structures and more, um, it required me to say, or if the Bible, so it's not so much people say the, you know, expository preaching, why? It's to me, it's the nature of what the Bible is that actually, because it's inerrant and inspired, all the words, jots and tittles, that it actually leads me to want to explain the nature of the text to the detail requiring an exposition or exposing of the meaning uh, of the biblical text. Now, there's a caution with that because um, there's, I remember one uh, very famous book on expository preaching that began, the first sentence was, the only form of biblical preaching is verse-by-verse exposition. And I, I would say the best form of biblical preaching is verse-by-verse exposition because it exposes the meaning of the text. But you got to remember, for the first several hundred years of the church, um, people, I mean, there wasn't the tools to do the kind of preaching and teaching we're talking about today. John Chrysostom was perhaps the first um, expository preacher the way we think of verse-by-verse exposition today. So you had centuries before uh, Chrysostom, who, who would use tools and say, he would, he would diagram a sentence, for example, right? But there were centuries before where illiterate people would open the Bible and explain it. And you got to remember, even around the world today, there are billions of people throughout history who are, who've been illiterate Christians, who love Jesus, who sacrificed perhaps more than we did, and wouldn't have the tools to think of this. But if we see the nature of biblical inerrancy, that each word, phrase, construct, that the shape of the text matters because of our theology of biblical inerrancy, 
I think that leads us to a sense that biblical exposition is the best way and the most frequent way we should teach and preach to God's people. Now, again, I would say, you know, and I don't want to caveat what I'm saying too much because I really believe that. I also would point out there might be times to uh, step away from a text in some settings. I was preaching through the book of Matthew at a church years ago, um, and it was actually, a, I was the interim pastor of this church for two years, and I was preaching through Matthew, and the text on Mother's Day had to do with hell. In hindsight, I should have preached a Mother's Day message on that day and took a pause from the book of Matthew. So, but the nature of biblical inerrancy is first. Second is the example, people still speak of my, my sermon on Mother's Day, by the way, on hell at First Baptist Church of Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, and I'm, I'm a Baptist, I know not all of you are Baptists, I'm a Baptist like Jesus and all the disciples were. So, um, <laughs> so number two, is the example to God's people. I think that when we don't preach in such a way that takes the shape and the words of the text as our primary driver to communicate, what we teach God's people is that they can casually handle the word of God in ways that we wouldn't want them ultimately to do. So let's say, for example, we're preaching, and again, I'm not against topical preaching. I want topical preaching to be rooted in and grounded in the biblical text. But if I'm preaching topically, and basically I have a topic that's common sense wisdom, and I look for verses that I can often pull out of context to communicate that truth, I teach people that they can actually take verses out of context and make them their own, however they want to do it. I don't want people in small groups looking and turning to one another and saying, what do you think this verse means? I want them to say, what does this verse mean and how does it apply to you? And thus, if I preach in such a way that I'm taking the verse to mean something that it doesn't mean, I teach people to read the Bible poorly. And so, um, so the example to God's people is I want them, and I would encourage you to, and I, again, I'm, this is Ed Stetzer's teaching and preaching. Uh, I've done a few uh, homiletic lectures. I'll be In May, I'll be doing the homiletic lectures at uh, Wycliffe College at the University of Toronto, and I'll teach some of these things there. It'll be online uh, if you want to spend a day kind of with, with more thoughts. But, um, but if I teach people to treat the word of God casually, then uh, by, by my example, they'll follow that example. Um, so I actually encourage people, for example, to bring paper Bibles. And I know that that seems kind of old school. I actually, I don't even read the Bible on paper anymore. But at church, I encourage people to bring a paper Bible. And even as I did here when I preached here a couple Januarys ago, in the before time, I was like, I think I preached right before COVID. Didn't I preach right before COVID? That's crazy. Um, the, the BC, before COVID. Um, <laughs> And I, and I would say, now, you got your Bible open. Just take a moment, and if you're comfortable, not everyone likes to write in their Bible. So, so if you're comfortable, just underline this word. Why? Because I'm giving an example to God's people, so they have their Bible open, and they underline. Now, again, for me, I use underlining online. You know, I use different tools. But I want people to get in habit. So when they see me walking through a book of the Bible, taking the text seriously, having them write down, look down there, circle that, write that, then they go home, and they go through books of the Bible, and they take the Bible seriously, and they circle and underline, right? So I'm, I'm helping them to do that as example to God's people. The third thing, which I think actually some of you would probably object to me framing it this way, so let me say something controversial too. Um, number one is the nature of biblical inerrancy. Number two is the example to God's people. Number three is the cultural moment. Now let me say, I would preach verse-by-verse -verse exposition even outside of the cultural moment, but I actually think 
that the cultural moment we're in happens to align well with a, an approach to preaching that takes the text in the way that we're discussing here. Now, now again, I would do it either way, but I do think, for example, I think, um, I think some, for example, we're not generally in Calvary Chapel world, we're not um, liturgical. But I think uh, from a lot of places, the cultural moment aligns with a more liturgical church. So I say to my evangelical Anglican sisters and brothers, this could be a cultural moment for you. Well, I actually think a re, uh, kind of a refocusing on expository preaching aligns well in a culture that has found the answers that Christians give too shallow and too trite. In other words, you know, here's five ways to have a happy marriage and three ways to raise obedient pets. It just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't meet the questions, the concerns of the cultural moment. When instead, when we come in, and I use the term, you know, that uh, when we come behind the sacred desk, right? When we come behind the sacred desk and we open up the Bible and we say to them, we're gonna explain some scriptures that are 2,000 years old that may be mysterious to you in a world that actually is asking for rootedness. It's actually asking for authority. It's actually asking for clarity. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean the cultural moment means that we need to preach above people's heads. Um, when I do my lectures at University of Toronto, I'll talk specifically about the necessity of, for example, creating on-ramps. So when I'm preaching through a book of the Bible, I'm always building on what I preached before. That's the strength of it. But I'm always recognizing there are probably new people in this room who are not familiar with this text. Maybe I, was a, I gave the example of going through Matthew and I was explaining how Jesus is clearly making some contrasts and comparisons about Israel and how Jesus is the true and better and all the pictures that 40 days in the wilderness, 40 years in the wilderness. Well, I know that, that five, seven, 10 weeks into the series, I've got someone who heard nothing that took place before. So I remind them, I said, listen, let me also, to, these are all online, you can catch up, but also let me kind of bring you up to speed and I take a minute to bring that on-ramp. Don't assume that, ever, and I also say to people sometimes, now if you're just catching up, this may sound a lot new to you and I explain that to them. But I think the cultural moment we're in, which is unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime, I call it the cultural convulsion we're in, I think ultimately that the people in our church need to hear our confidence in the word of God and the gospel of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. They need to hear that confidence as we preach through and explain the text. But at the same time, a hurting world needs to know that, you know, it's, we kind of we get that the world's on fire and the answer ultimately is found in the pages described, the, the gospel explained here in these scriptural texts. And so I think an elevation of biblical authority is really key to this cultural moment. So I, I was supposed to take 10 minutes, I think I've done that. Um, my three thoughts are, the nature of biblical inerrancy leads us to expository preaching, verse by verse in particular, right? I know there's different kinds, but I would say verse by verse exposition primarily, the example to God's people, so they might read in ways that we engage the scriptures, and the cultural moment are all reminders we need a resurgence of expository preaching here today and moving forward. Thanks for the opportunity to share with you. All right. Well, thank you so much. And guys, that was short and sweet and to the point, wasn't it? Like what a lesson of economy of words and specificity. So if you want to hear more from what Dr. Stetzer shared while he was with us, you can actually scroll back to episode 238 
John Wong has an episode called uh, Preaching Mentorships. And then after his talk, there's a Q&A panel that's included on that same episode. And Dr. Setzer hopped up on that and he answered a few questions from the audience. So if you want to hear more, you could just scroll back a few episodes to episode 238. And also, speaking of wanting more, uh, it's been a while since I mentioned our private Facebook community. If you want to go to facebook.com slash groups slash expositors collective, that's going to get you access to a respectful online community where we talk about episodes, we kind of geek out about preaching, we ask questions, we get answers, we get recommendations. So if you have a Facebook account, we would love to hang out with you there. All right, next week I have an episode with Lindsay Carlson about offering true encouragement and not empty platitudes to our people. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed so that it automatically shows up in your device next Tuesday morning. Okay, I hope that this episode and all that we do at the Expositors Collective helps you to grow in your personal study and public proclamation of God's word. Thank you.